In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Glory be to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and ever, and unto the ages of all ages, Amen. So we're, we're doing this series, and this is the last session of three um, in this series called The Best, Your Best Day Ever. And just, um, just so we can carry on, uh, uh, carry on with this, um, we've been, uh, there's been like, th this has been less of a talk and more of a workshop all along. So the handouts are just being grabbed right now, uh, hot off the printer, um, and um, we're going to kind of review quickly what's been said, and then we'll um, and then uh, and then we'll go into the new material for today. And hopefully, this is, can be a time of reflection and a time when we cannot plan to think about this stuff, but just to think about it, make some decisions about how we want to live this coming week. I don't know about you. Um, so this is all review right now, but um, uh, sometimes I feel like my life is out of control and sometimes I feel like there's an, an ever constant flow of new things coming in and there's just, there's just only so much I can do uh, to kind of uh, keep, it, um, keep it all together. Or sometimes I feel like I'm lost in the fog and a big part of that is because I generally just jump into my day. You know, I just stumble into, I have to do this and I have to call this and I have to organize this and I have to set this up and I have to get to work and I have to get to school. And um, there isn't enough time at the beginning of the day to get myself onto the right page, to, to set myself up for success. If you look at all the top executives in society today, all of them have certain routines, certain rituals. Um, a CEO will, will meet with his, their chief of marketing for a lunchtime walk every single lunchtime because he knows he has, to, he has to speak to his head of communications. She has to speak to her head of communications at least once a day, and this is time which is part away for that. Uh, someone else will go for a morning run, or someone else will walk the dog every evening, or whatever it may be. But certain routines, certain rituals which keep us calibrated, which keep us, which keep us focused, which keep us, you know, doing, and those are typically things we don't think about. You know, they're typically things that we've thought about, we've set them up, we've decided this is something which is valuable to me, this is something which helps to prepare me to be the best that I can be. And so now that I've thought about it, then we just do it. We just put it um, into practice, right? And so, you know, I, I gave several examples playing pool or in my previous career as a doctor, things I would do to prepare for success. And sometimes the preparation takes longer than the performance, right? If you look at any theatrical, you know, play, right? The, the, all the preparation and all the practice and all the memorizing and all the rehearsals is far longer than the actual thing. But that's why they can pull it off flawlessly because there's been some preparation, there's been some practice. And I was suggesting that the morning is the critical time to be the launch pad for your perfect, for your perfect day. Even God himself says, I love them that love me and those who seek me early shall find me. All this is reviewed. That's why I'm going through it quickly. And I even gave some tips about how to become a morning person. If you're not one, about 50% of people say they're not morning people, 45% 
right? And so you might be in that 45%. I, was cer- I am certainly not a morning person, but I've learned how to be because I've seen how much benefit it confers to my life. And yes, on holiday and yes, other times when I really, it really doesn't matter when I start my day, those times maybe I won't be a morning person, but when it matters, I've learned, I've, I've learned how to do that because it makes such, um, such a difference for me. And then last week we talked about drawing out a blueprint for your morning. Um, and I gave uh, some, some templates. Um, there are some, um, some te- I, I, gave, I showed some templates that, uh, that, you, that we, could, we could use and we actually looked at the prayer book of the church as actually something which is full of very rich um, um, suggestions of how to get our day started very, very well. And we looked at several positive affirmations um, in the Psalms and several really, really positive things that, um, that, uh, that God is saying to us in the morning. And I shared with you my personal morning routine, what I personally do every morning. I wake up and I make sure my alarm is as far as possible away from me. I charge my phone somewhere else. Like this is probably one of the most useful take home messages you can take to charge your phone in another part of your house and do your morning routine or home or apartment or whatever and do your morning routine before you pick up your phone or any electronics. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. And anyhow, I gave a little bit of a breakdown of of what my morning is so this week so by now everyone should have a handout um, and hopefully a pen and let's just dive right into uh, right into this week so from the very first week we've been talking about what would it take for it to be your best day ever what would what are three simple tasks that if you completed these things you would look back at the end of your day and you say man I hit it out of the ballpark man this was amazing man this was the, my best day ever right and from the first week we've been writing those three musts and those three wants so um there's a, i have a million things on my to-do list but there's probably one or two that are critical to you that are really important to you or they might not be things that are on your to-do list but they could be behaviors like exercising or packing a lunch or uh or praying or uh, reading the Bible or, or, or whatnot, right? So what are three things that have to be a part of every day for that d- to be the best day of your life? Those are three, what we called our three musts. And then there's other things that maybe they are not a must, but they're things I would really want. I, they, they would really be really, really awesome if I could make sure that those happen in my day. And we wrote those down in the box that says three, three musts and three wants. So go right on ahead and write those down again. And if you've been with us all, uh, all throughout, you've probably, you've probably memorized them because every week we've been, we've been writing these down, right? Uh, yesterday I had the, the really uh, lovely experience and privilege of going out the, for, for a full day to the farm and like activities and whatever with my two daughters alone. So my wife has the flu, she's not here today. And yesterday I figured I, I've got to give her a day off so she can get better. So um, um, 
foolish as I am, one adult with two small children, you know, as you know, you know, there's a there's a very fine line between bravery and stupidity, you know, and I'm not sure which side of the line I was on. But when I decided when I decided to do this, you know, um, and all three of us made it home, by the way, and we're all still alive and nobody got food poisoning, to my knowledge. Um, um, but uh, Mary helped me to prepare their, their bag, you know, the di their diaper bag. So she'd tell me, do you have this? I'm like, no, I don't. And I'd run and get it. Or do you have this? No, I don't. And I'd go get it. And do you have this? And it was, the, the, it was about a, an hour and a half of do you have this? No, I don't. And me running around the house and getting it. Right, and I prepared their lunch and their dinner and, uh, and, and a change of clothes, who would have thought? And you know, like, it was foggy as can be. Mary told me, take their hats and take sunscreen, you never know, out of nowhere. And indeed, out of nowhere, it became scorching hot yesterday and the sun came out, right? It would have been a horrible experience if um, I wasn't prepared and quite frankly, if I didn't have somebody with a lot of experience guiding me through the preparation. So. If we want, if you want to have a morning that's going to kickstart your day and make your day the very best day it could ever possibly be, this is going to sound kind of like a little OCD, but like the morning is the preparation for the day. It's almost like there has to be preparation for that morning. And that could only happen the night before right so preparing for the morning begins the night before and the night before is what sets you up for the perfect morning which then sets you up for the perfect day and you can see like this domino rally going in a really good direction like going in a really good way right but at the end like it's got to start somewhere at some point we've got to stop running in the rat race and just stop and say hey I'm gonna, I, I wanna be intentional. Like this whole series is just about intentional living. The church teaches us this. Folks, this is like 2,000 years old. None of this material is my own. If you notice at the, litur the liturgical cycle, like so today is Sunday, okay? When we come, suppose this was a monastery and we prayed all the services and we were gonna pray Vespers tonight. Vespers raising of incense, okay? This evening prayer that's prayed with incense. It's about 25 minutes long, it's no big deal, right? From the moment we start Vespers raising of incense, we're in Monday. Like the, the next day starts the evening before. So what's Vespers raising of incense all about? It's all about wrapping up today and getting ready for tomorrow. Like the liturgical practices of the church tell us to do this. Tell us that when the sun is going down, okay? When the sun is starting to go down, this day is coming to an end. So wrap it up. So don't start new things. Finish the things you've been doing and prepare yourself for what is to come. The church would tell us that tomorrow is what's coming. And also like the sun is also as it sets in the West, it's also setting on my life. And little by little, I'm getting closer to the, my, the end of my life. And I want to set myself up for my tomorrow, which is not only Monday, but my tomorrow, which is the kingdom of heaven. And so there's all kinds of prayers during Vespers, which are like driving us to do this really positive, right? Driving us towards repentance, driving us towards reflection and driving us towards preparation for the following day. The church has given us uh, like something by which we can model our behavior on. Like the church has a life of its own, 
but then it's it's not there just to be something which is running like you know kind of running on autopilot in the corner there it's it was given to us so that we could then model our lives on it because because it works just like parents teach their children behaviors by modeling them and maybe their children learn some behaviors from us without us intentionally modeling them um, but they learn them nonetheless by looking at us we can look at our mother the church and learn this behavior from her to be looking forward and to be preparing ourselves for the coming for the coming day so what's important to you what what is there that you would like to do in the morning or like to do in the next day that you can't just do on the spot that would require preparation right sleeping well i'm not an expert in sleep some of you sitting in the audience are far more knowledgeable than me sleeping well requires preparation healthy nutrition requires preparation your work or your school or what you're going to do the next day requires preparation guess what walking along the kingdom path also requires preparation so you can choose from these elements or other ones that are things that you say you know what this is something worthwhile for me to spend a little bit of time in preparation for before my next day before my next day begins so um last week we we wrote you we wrote out our morning rituals so um if you were here last week then in in the box that looks like the one on the screen write out what you wrote last last week what you said this is what i'm going to do every morning whether you did it this week or you didn't that's okay just write it out if you weren't with us last week then write write down what you would like to do every morning before your day gets going i'll give you a few minutes just just to to write that out Okay, I'll uh, encourage you to continue writing if you still are writing, but I'll just kind of keep, uh, keep moving along. I'm sure you can write and listen um, at the same time. Um, as we carry on, you'll find two other boxes on, on this sheet. One of them says, what do you need to prepare for your morning ritual? So now that you've written down what you want to do in the morning, right? So I want to have a healthy breakfast. Well, guess what? Like the blueberries and raspberries that you want on your morning parfait aren't going to magically appear in the fridge, right? So 
to, you know, to get those like blueberries and raspberries so that I could have them for my 6 a.m. morning parfait, I'm going to need to get those things. So grocery shopping for my morning healthy breakfast or whatever, right? So as you're like, as you're listening, fill, you can start to fill out, look at your morning ritual and see what are the things that you would need to do to prepare for that morning ritual and write those into this box. And then the, bo the other box says, what are ele the, um, elements that you'd like to add to your evening ritual, right? So I'll just keep going. I'm going to give you some suggestions, okay? These are just, just suggestions of things that high-powered people like to do as part of their evening ritual. Every evening, they do this kind of stuff. They set out their clothes for tomorrow. Last week, we were talking about how um, a, a lot of people, a lot of public figures don't, don't manage their wardrobe because it's just a part of your brain that they don't want to consume energy for we all have like a certain amount of willpower like I, I wake up every morning with with you know 12 willpower points you know and then as i'm standing in front of my closet trying to figure out what to wear it's really complicated as an orthodox priest as you can imagine right you know like that erodes my willpower for the day right so i can set out my clothes from the night before right and let that not even be something that's to be thought about in the morning. I, this is something I do. I clear off my desk, okay? I just totally clear off my desk. Who uses a desk anymore? I clear off my desktop, okay? This is honestly, this is, this is probably another like, another, like action-packed pearl is right here, okay? Every morning, I try to get my highest value task done before the girls wake up before 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 the madness begins right so what's one thing i have to do i have to get our mortgage info to our mortgage guy i have to pay this bill i have to prepare on tuesday mornings it's to prepare the outline for this talk okay that gets done on tuesday morning before anybody is awake a bullet form outline it's the whole thing is about 100 words okay it's not a lot of work but it's got to get done so what do i do i open a new notes page i write the title of the talk i write the section headings that are, that are in most of my talks i have almost all the same section headings right i close every single other window yes the 17 tabs i have open in chrome for my fomo and my adhd those have to go they've got to get closed i close everything else and guess what i disconnect the internet okay because tomorrow morning when i sit down to write my sermon outline to to to, to collect our mortgage papers to reply to that email that i've just been putting off and putting off open the email disconnect the internet you don't need the internet to type out your reply for the email. But if the internet is open, John will go and do research, which will take him on various tracks all over the world. And, and two hours later, he still won't have done his sermon outline, right? So this is just what I do, right? If I'm gonna do something which requires electronics, I disconnect the internet from the night before. Guess what? I was expecting the first time I did this that my desktop would explode into a million pieces if it doesn't connect it to the internet every single second. Guess what? Nothing happened and it works great. Disconnect and get the things you want done. That's what we were saying in the very first talk. Pay God first, pay yourself second and pay everybody else third. Don't put, don't let, 
other people tell you what your priorities are, distractions in life get you, right? For the longest time, I haven't worn a pajama. I was, and my sleep started to get a little disorderly, so I started looking at, into sleep routines. And I thought to myself, I think the last time I ever wore a pajama was when I wore a onesie as a baby, right? And then so I started looking for, for, for pajamas, and guess what? I found onesies for adults. So you do you, right? But if, you're, if your sleep is disturbed, try wearing the same thing. Like, it doesn't have to be the same exact thing. It could go in the wash sometimes. But, you know, roughly the same thing every single night it's part of it's part of the routine you know so i set out my clothes i decide what i'm doing tomorrow that happens like at my desk you know then i come into my room i've come into my room i don't go back out that's it i'm here i'm here it's done i put on my pajamas you know i pray i this i that okay and then i go to bed optimize the environment if you um, if you have difficulty sleeping, try blackout blinds. They're fantastic. The temperature in the room, it's a little warm in here right now. It's a little annoying, maybe because I'm in the lights or maybe just because it's just really warm in here. It's a little annoying. If you can optimize the temperature of where you are, that will that will help give you the best sleep and the best sleep will give you the best morning and the best morning will give you the best day. Also, um, during marriage prep, we uh, we we kind of talk about like like various different ways of you know dealing with conflict and good communication and so on and we talk about the ten to ten rule okay so after before before ten a.m. and after ten p.m. we don't talk about anything significant okay one of my friends calls it the pillow rule you know him and his wife if there's a pillow in the room they can't they can't have a, like a serious conversation about like a serious thing you know what I mean why because you're not at your best at that time so on a, for like as a, when I was a single person I realized that all the negativity of the world comes to me at night or early in the morning when I'm not fully awake and to be honest with you I don't have all of my wits about me and I'm not really able to look at things very rationally. I can be very emotional or I can be very, you know what? I just, it's not the right time to be thinking about this because that's it. I've already retired from the world. I am not going to do anything about it anyways. So now is not the best time for me to think about it. So all negative thoughts, all worst case scenarios, all I wonder why this person said that, all of those things, they can all wait till tomorrow after my morning all my morning routine. Some people like to read something light. Um, read, you know, uh, I, all the blogs I subscribe to, they all go into a folder called blogs on my, in my email so that they don't clutter my life. And so sometimes at night I'll flip open that folder and I'll look through it and I'll read a post or two or three, right? But set some kind of limit so that you don't spend all evening, all night doing this. I also really like this author called Max Lucado. We have some of his books and I, I read him at this time, right? I read him when I don't really want to use too much of my brain because he kind of just talks to you the way I'm talking to you now. I read other stuff which is really thick and really heavy and really patristic and really theological and that stuff is great too. But that stuff is great for when I have, when I, my brain is kind of fully on. Max Lucado is just, just chit-chatting with you about God and about life and about heaven, right? It's just something really nice to close, um, close my day with. Then pray. 
And the church has given us prayers. Like, like if you know what you want to say to God, have at it. But if you don't know what you want to say to God, the church has give us, given us all kinds of things, all kinds of suggestions. Look at, the, look at this in the Psalms. It says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My, com my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. As you are getting ready to go to bed, and as you have planned for tomorrow, and you know the challenges that are waiting for you tomorrow, and as you know that, you know, I'm not sure if I have a fully have a handle on what's going to happen tomorrow, and you're starting to worry about that, the Psalms are telling you, you know what, I will look up to heaven, I'll look up to the hills from whence comes my help, from, from there comes my help, right? The Lord, as I'm sleeping, He's awake. As I'm, you know, getting ready to sleep, he's the one who's awake and he is the one who will not allow my foot to slip. Psalm 121 says, Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved but abides forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people. Some of us had a, a really nice, blessed trip uh, last April to go to the Holy Land. And when you're standing in the, at the highest point in Jerusalem, there's a valley all around. On the other side of the valley, there's mountains. And it's like Jerusalem is surrounded all around by mountains. And it's, this psalm is saying that it's almost like there's God is this mountain range that's surrounding those who trust him. Trust him and he will surround you. Job says, you have hedged me in. You know, to the person who fears God or hates God, they would feel like he's closed me in. Like, God, you're making me claustrophobic, right? But to the person who trusts God, they see that he's hedged me in for my protection, for my own good. Um, and, and you find that in the Psalms. In the first lit litany, it says, I rely on the abundance of your mercy and your love for mankind, crying to you and saying, Lord, forgive me a sinner and have mercy on me. You find prayers of repentance, beautiful prayers of repentance, that, uh, prayers of repentance that say that I'm made of dust. I'm made of the human nature that everybody else is made of. And because of my human nature, Lord, I sinned, you know, but please, Lord, don't cast me off. You know, as, as the prodigal son is returning to his father, I'm returning to you. Many really, really, really beautiful prayers. As I'm returning to God from my day, I may have remembered him all day long, or I may very well, quite honestly, have forgotten him, right? All day long, I'm returning to you, Lord, right? As the prodigal son has returned to you. The beautiful, beautiful, beautiful prayers. In the absolution of Vespers at the end, it says, O Lord, accept the glorification we are now offering you. I'm telling him, Lord, I wish to glorify you. I wish that my whole day, as I look it over, as I go back and review my day, is something which brings glory to you. Accept this glory to yourself, right? Other prayers for those of us who, who struggle with sleep sometimes. Grant us peace throughout this night, uninterrupted by neither anguish, nor anxiety, nor restlessness, nor illusion so that we may pass the night in peace and purity and rise up in the morning to offer praises and prayers to, to you all at all times now and always and so on. You find all of these beautiful prayers. And can I tell you something? I didn't used to pray in the evening regularly until I was about 17. And I went to the monastery and while I was there, I met this monk. And he asked me the usual questions, you know, how's your life with God? This is this. How do you confess? Yes. How's your life? How's your prayer life? I said, pretty good. He goes, do you, do you pray every morning, every evening? I told him every morning, but every evening, you know, on and off. He goes, on and off? I said, yeah. He said, like, there are some evenings 
when you don't pray by now I was a little embarrassed I was like uh, like yeah like sometimes I said not even vespers I said uh, no Abuna like not even vespers he said he said to me I pray vespers in seven minutes seven minutes you don't have seven minutes to pray I was really embarrassed and I kind of walked away and then so I decided you know what I'm just gonna pray Vespers from beginning to end without interruption and if there's anything I want to say to God I'm gonna say it afterwards well I prayed it in 11 minutes not seven but nonetheless 11 minutes all of these beautiful prayers that are taking me half an hour to introduce you to or to, to remind you of if you're familiar with them all these beautiful prayers from beginning to end to pray them takes 11 minutes I'm a very slow reader takes 11 minutes it's not the end of the world it's just a matter for me it's just a matter of of parring out the time in the day when i'm gonna do this otherwise it's go 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 kersplunk you know like fall dead right i wake up the next morning go 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 and then same thing i'm too tired to brush my teeth at the end of the night we can't we can't carry on like this you know it just doesn't make any sense Another really good trick my current spiritual father has shared with me is to leave my, my prayer book and to leave my Bible open. So the night before, I know I'm going to want to pray the next morning. So when I'm done praying my evening prayers, Vespers, Compline, whatever it is I'm praying, midnight prayer, I take my, my, my prayer book and I open it to the morning prayer that I'm going to pray tomorrow morning. I open my Bible to where I'm going to read tomorrow morning. So when I wake up in the morning and I'm feeling lazy to pray and I, and I just pull my head off the pillow, there's my prayer book sitting open and it's looking at me and it's saying, aren't you going to pray? And I'm looking at it and I almost have to say no, you know, and I'm too shy to say, no, I'm not going to pray. So I get up out of bed and I go and I pray, right? And these things are ways to encourage ourselves, not to guilt ourselves. Nothing good comes from guilt right but to encourage ourselves to do the things that when we took a moment to stop and think of what we want to do we realize these are things i really want to do i'm not here to tell you what to do i'm here to tell you decide what it is you really want to do and do it and don't let other things get in the way of doing it and then lights out you know you got to make some kind of decision of like when the lights go out and my humble recommendation to you if you're able to do this is to make it the same time every day if you make it the same time every day that is the single most helpful thing to regularize sleep if you have any kind of sleep disturbance the experts will tell you I'm certainly not one of them that the most useful thing you can do is to try to go to bed at the same time every day imagine imagine the best day of your life imagine that day again and that day again and that day again imagine that every day is that best day of your life that is not something which requires magical powers it's something that just requires a little bit of preparation preparation in the morning for that day and preparation the night before to make the morning that perfect day you can do it god can help you god wants you and i want you and the church wants you to live every day smiling every day victorious every day feeling like you 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 were able to do the things that you wanted to do that were meaningful to you life is too short life is too short to spend it doing things that other people want me to do that i don't care about but 
unless we're intentional, unless we're, unless we're intentional, I literally have to sit down with a pen and paper. I have a whiteboard actually, to be perfectly honest. And I, in the evening when I'm doing my, turn my computer off business and turn the internet off and all of that, I, I go to my whiteboard and I write down, what do I want to do tomorrow morning? So there's no huffing and fuffing. There's no trying to squeeze my way out of it. When I sat and thought about it and when I was rational and when I wasn't half asleep, this is what I decided would have the most impact and make me the happiest man and the best husband and the best father and the best priest and the best friend and the best son. This is, what, this is what's going to make me the best person that I know how to be, right? Set your mind to it, do it, and God will help you. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray.